0: Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University, Belfast. This episode is led by Rory McGrillen of the Global Opportunities team, who will be speaking to representatives from USA Summer Camps about work opportunities at camps in America. Good afternoon, everyone. You're very welcome for our USA Summer Camp Information session today. Let me begin by introducing myself. My name is Rory McGrillen. I work in the Global Opportunities team at Queen's University and the Global Opportunities Team our aim is very much to support students in getting international study work and international volunteering experience during your time at university. We're kindly joined today by Glenn from the USA Summer Camp um, we're also hoping that Luke who's a past participant will join us for the session and they'll be providing you with further details on this opportunity and also some of the information that you We'll need to know in terms of making the application. So I'd like to invite Glenn on. Hello everyone. Thanks
1: so much. Thank you. Uh, great, so I think it does look like it's just going to be my, myself today. Um, so if Luke is able to join, I think he's going to uh, when he can, but I don't know if his link's working just yet, but um, I'll just continue at the time being. Um, so my name is Glenn. I have worked at summer camp uh, for two seasons in the past. I went back in 2014 and 15 to a camp in Minnesota. I was the ropes director there, so I did high ropes, climbing wall. Uh, zip lines, all those fun activities um, for the the two seasons that I worked there. Um, Since then I've been part of the national team, so helping people with their applications, getting their profiles ready and out to the US so Camps can see them Uh, and this is my second season full-time in the office as well. So uh, we'll run through the program um, a little bit today and uh, you know what you can expect at Camp, a little bit about travel in the US. uh, uh, As we said if you have any questions please just leave them in the the chat box and we can get to those um, at the end but hopefully I'll cover everything uh, in the presentation. presentation for you as well. Um, Great, so the US, it's a great country. I absolutely love it. Um, I've spent over a year of my life there so far, uh, between my two seasons at camp and then also um, my um, holidays and vacations that I've taken there as well. Um, I've done 13 states. I wanna hopefully get all 50 done eventually, but um, I keep going back to the same ones now because I've got friends in different areas of the US. Uh, But one thing I really love about the states is that it is um, so different state to state. So it's, it's such a big country. Every state is like its own little country. Um, And in those different states, you've got different foods, cultures, music, landscapes, Uh, so whatever you want to do, the US definitely has that on offer as well. So you've got um, all of the East Coast with the, um, you know, the, um, the different coastline on the on that side with down to, from Maine down to Florida you've got the west coast as well um, and uh, yeah it's a really great way to um, to sort of explore the states you've got mountains lakes uh, there's big cities there's theme parks whatever you want to do um, that is you yeah, know great for you so the summer Uh, We can send you out to the U.S. uh, between the university um, sort of dates there. So it works quite well with university students um, to head out during the summer break itself. Uh, We can send you out to camp anywhere from the 1st of May up until the 20th of June. So that's when you would head out to the U.S. and start your camp contract. Uh, A majority of the camp contracts are about nine to 12 weeks. So they normally start about eight weeks where the kids are there and then they have a week of staff training before that. So uh, that's where like the nine week minimum comes in. Um, And then they do go a little bit longer as well. But once you create a profile, File. you can, um, you know, add your dates in there, your earliest and latest dates, and the camps can work with that, and we'll send you out to work in the U.S. Uh, I'm not sure what the weather's like with you, but here in, um, in Southwest Wales, it is pouring down right now, um, and uh, the summer in the U.S. is a lot better weather-wise, you know, than what we typically get over here. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a fantastic way to spend your summer, um, and also earn money, you know, through, through this summer break as well um perfect so uh camp so it's a huge thing in the states um it's more of a thing over there than it is here because they simply have like a longer break through the through the summer so they normally do their education and their um you know their their school through the autumn winter and spring Uh, and then they tend to have that two to three month period off in the summer so kind of like university dates um so they've got that you know, long summer to sort of fill up. They will head to camp. Um, it's a really, really big cultural thing over there. So loads of the kids will take part in, in summer camps. And it's it's kind of like what you'd expect to see in uh, movies like The Parent Trap and Camp Rock and those sort of things. Um, and those videos and those films really don't don't over exaggerate. It's such a good experience. It's just like that, um, you know, if not better than, than what is portrayed on those films. And um, and yeah, it's a fantastic way to spend uh, your summer season. So um, the camps have a load of different things you can get involved with as well. So it doesn't have to be anything in particular. You, know, you don't have to have any qualifications. You can head out there and often get trained in certain areas um, as well when you are out at camp. Um, As I said I did the high ropes courses and climbing, I actually had training when I got there Um, And it's something that I'd never taught before, but I'd done it throughout my sort of teenage years and I had an interest in it. So my camp was able to put me through training uh, and I actually led those activities for the summer then, which was great with an amazing um, climbing staff. Uh, So the activities at camp do range from um, things like water sports. You've got field sports, sports and athletics, climbing and high ropes. Um, There's also horse riding, target sports um, such as archery and riflery. Um, And then there's also a load of different activities that are non um, sort of sporty based as well. So you've got performing arts, there's music, um, there's singing, all those sort of things, as well as STEM activities, the sciences, and arts and crafts. And within all of those different activity areas as well, there's quite a lot of subcategories too. So uh, once you go into the profile and you have a look at the skills and activities that you can get involved with, uh, you know, if you go into the arts and crafts, there's a huge drop down of things you can um, put on your profile for that. So uh, when you create your application, it's just a case of going through and seeing what you'd like to do and uh, maybe get inspired and, and sort of jog your memory about what you might have done um, throughout your, your childhood. So, uh, yeah, what I'll do now is I'll run through a like a typical day at camp. So um, in addition to these normal days at camp, we will have um, sort of things like fun days uh, where we'll do whole camp activities or special days. Uh, One of those things is color wars. That's a really big thing at camp where we'll have a big rally of all of the different um, relay sorry of all of the different uh, activities at camp so um, we basically incorporate everything um, from the camp Um, during that day we split everybody into different teams um, and they all compete to to win the color wars competition and that is a really really fun day Um, a whole camp activity all the counselors and staff uh, and and the kids get involved and um, yeah i absolutely love color wars and it's like one of the best things of the summer in addition to that, we have special days such as uh, where we will bring in sort of like water slides and fairground rides. My colleague Claire, she has um, like a petting zoo comes into her camp um, and they also do trips. You know, I actually went on trip to um, a baseball game, which I'd never done before, uh, before going to the US and things like the 4th of July celebrations too. So there are lots of different things that go on through the summer, but I'll just run through like a normal day of activities as well at camp. Um, So our camp will get the kids up between 7 and 7.30. um, So they are ready for breakfast at about 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, Then we have uh, three meals a day at camp plus snacks. So plenty of food food to keep you going. Um, Our meals are served in like a family style. So we will sit in our cabin groups on big tables. We'll have the main meals brought to us and we can just help ourselves to whatever we want from the middle and then um we also have a breakfast bar or a salad bar so um at breakfast time we'll have things like um you know uh, yogurts breads um there's preserves and fruits and things that we can sort of help ourselves to and cereals uh, and then at lunchtime and dinner, we'll have a big salad bar. So kind of what you'd expect to see at like Harvester or Subway or, um, you know, Pizza Hut. Um, so there's loads of different things you can sort of help yourself to there as well. Uh, plus, the camps can also t- sort of cater for any dietary requirements and things. So, um, yeah, just like they do for the kids, they can do that for the staff as well but the main thing is loads of food, (laughs) plenty to keep you going. Um, And there's lots and lots of of food you can sort of tuck into throughout the day. Um, After breakfast, we will go back to our cabins. So the kids will also do a, a cabin cleanup session. So we like to do that and get that sort of in there, ingrained in them from a young age, to sort of keep their own areas nice and tidy, uh, and to make sure that they are keeping their cabins clean. So, uh, if you can imagine, as well, this is probably the least fun thing that they will do at camp, but they still make it fun somehow. They they make it a competition between my cabins, um, and they try and get the most points and score the highest. Um, you know, throughout the summer. So yeah, even like the most mundane tasks become fun at camp, which is fab. After that we go to flag raising ceremony so we will uh, raise the US flag, they do any announcements for the day or the week or things that are upcoming so everybody's sort of in the loop with things um, and then also we do some um, fun songs and chants to get everybody's hyped up for the activities in the morning and from there we'll go to activities. Um, so during the day at my camp the children choose which activities they get involved with so they actually do a sign up sheet. For the daytime activities, there's normally two hour long sessions in the morning and then we do three one hour sessions in the afternoon um, and they normally choose that in the day. And then in the evenings, we'll assign them activities as like a whole cabin group. So they get to, um, you know, still do activities with those they're living with um and uh, we assign them different activities then in the evenings um so the activities they can do i've mentioned uh, you know at the start of the presentation we even had somebody go out there and teach um, lego and minecraft one year so there really is a huge variety of things you can get involved with um and i forgot to mention there's also digital media and things like that so you've got uh, photography videography all those sort of things so not only taking pictures of the campers and documenting that and putting that on the, the websites and the social media accounts for the camp, but also teaching that to the children. So there's loads of different things you can do. Um so during the, the morning we do those sessions. We have lunch at about 12 o'clock. Um, then we have a rest hour period. So that's where the kids will be in the cabins. Uh they normally are there for an hour just so it's the like the hottest part of the day as well as so they're out of the sun for that, just for for that hour-long period. They can digest any food they've you know they've consumed at lunchtime uh before getting back into activities. And normally, in rest hour, they'll do things like reading books, writing letters, you know, home or to or from different people at camp. Um, and um, yeah, just having a nap. That's usually the quietest part of the day, which is lovely uh, before we get back into activities for the afternoon. Uh, then, as I said, we've got about three activities then at I camp before dinner, um, and that's about five o'clock. and um, and then we'll get into our evening schedule. So the evening time, we will do a combination of things. so depending on the day, Uh, we might do activities as whole cabin groups so um, even though I was teaching high ropes and climbing walls and things during the day I got to be with my cabin then in the evening so I still got to do a variety of stuff at camp so I did horse riding, water sports, archery, um, all those different arts and crafts activities as well uh, with my cabin group in the evening which is really nice and um, that's when we will sort of get them to gel as a group who they're living with Uh, and then also there's things like campfires, um, there's talent shows, Uh, we do stargazing. I actually saw the Northern Lights at camp one year uh, which was incredible because I was based in Minnesota. I was actually quite shocked to see it um, you know in North America it's usually further north uh, than that in Canada but um, yes saw the Northern Lights and that was amazing um, and then that's our evening sort of wrapped up for for the night they'll head back to their cabins depending on the age that the children are as well they'll head to bed at different times and they'll usually sort of reflect on the day and see what they've what they've learned and um, you know what their favorite things were um, during the day as well so um, once the kids are in bed you'll have a bit of time to sort of go to the counselor room you can sort of interact with other staff there and maybe call home things like that um, and it's a great way to sort of wrap up the day and everyone will get some rest then before it starts again the next day So that's a typical day at camp. It does differ slightly from camp to camp but um, it gives you a little bit of an insight into what to expect as well. Um, Great, so these are some of the different roles we have available at camp. Um, So camp counsellor, that is where you're involved with the children. So you could be in uh, the cabins getting them to and from meals, um helping them get into and from activities as well just to make sure the children know what they're doing and where they're going at different points of the day uh, and then we have our, uh, our specialists so that will be activity based you could be leading or uh, assisting in different activities and teaching that to the children uh, the camp counselor and the specialist roles they do overlap quite a bit so you will get camp counselors who are activities staff as well they'll help in a different areas um, and same with specialists you know i was the ropes director but i still was with my kids any time I wasn't at the activity basically so I'd be teaching my high ropes and climbing walls courses and then in the evenings or mealtimes and um, I was in the cabin with the kids so um, they did overlap quite a bit Um, and you don't need any qualifications as I mentioned for any of these uh, these roles as well just a bit of experience in them is fantastic. Uh, We also have support staff roles, so these are a little bit more behind the scenes, Uh, so they are involved in office staff, uh, kitchen work, there's cleaning, groundskeeping, maintenance, um, lots of different roles available there, but they are very important to the day-to-day running of camp and, um, you know, definitely essential to to the running of the the summer as well. So um, you do need to be a full-time student, which I'm guessing you all are, for support staff, um, but not for camp counsellor and specialist whichever role you go for as well with these all of the staff at camp regardless of which you know which position you are in um, do really gel and you make um, great friends who you, you know you'll have friendships for life from this um, you know I went back to camp it was, it was 2014 and 15 when I went and I've still got best friends in the US um, two of them actually got married one was from England and one was from Indiana um, went to their wedding in 2018 they actually met at summer camp my first year uh, my best friend's from Iowa, so I go back mo- most years to see to, to see them as well. Uh, so it's a really, really great way to make connections, and my camp hired internationally to quite a lot of different places, so um, all over the UK. Um, we had Irish applicants as well. We had uh, people from all over Europe, um, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, uh, so kind of wherever I um, head to, uh, there'll be people I can visit, which is amazing. So uh, you'll make amazing connections for life, definitely. Uh, just to put things into perspective as well with the different size of camps that we work with, if you look at the left hand photo there with Camp counsellor, the girl on the right with the camera, that's Jess, she works with us and she works at our largest camp. Now they have about five to 600 staff during the summer and a couple of thousand campers um, so it's a really really big camp that that, that she works at um, and then also in the the middle photo there uh, where it says above specialist that's another Jess who works with us and uh, she um, she actually went to us one of our smaller camps so she um, went to a Girl Scout camp um, they had about 20 to 30 staff and maybe about 100 campers throughout the summer, um, but whichever camp you go to, there's a variety of different activities you'll be doing and um, you know a very similar experience to, to get the kids involved in those activities and developing their skills and social skills as well. Um, but yeah, it just gives you a bit of a perspective on the size of camps that we work with. Cool. Uh, so we work with over 700 camps in the U.S. So we work with camps based in all 48 mainland states. Uh, the only places we don't have camps at the moment are Alaska and Hawaii, but maybe in future we will. Uh, so um, they, yeah, they're based all over the U.S. Um, they have a variety of different types of camps as well that we work with. So um, in addition to our traditional camps, uh, we have the ones that are on screen. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be put off by any of these as well at a first glance because it might just be where the funding comes from. So I'll go into them in a little bit more detail now but it could just be funded by you know a a certain organization or charity um, or different churches and things like that so um, it just lets you um, sort of see a bit of an insight into different um, camps that we have so specialty camps at the very top there um, they actually will have a program designed for the children to develop their skills in a particular area so they might be um, children that are really interested in Um, performing arts for example or gymnastics uh, business camps things like that Um, so they will go and spend the summer at camp doing a lot of activities in that area but they still will have a variety of things for the kids to get involved with so it it won't all be performing arts or gymnastics they do have a variety of stuff there but they have a program to um, help the children develop in that particular area Uh, Girl Scout camps which I touched on briefly in the last slide Um, Jess worked at one of those camps Um, so very similar to the Girl Guiding Organization uh, and scouts in the the uk um as well so it uh, just gives uh, the the girls girls a an opportunity to develop their skills get those badges that they might be working towards um and to really develop their personal skills and social skills as well uh they might be a little bit more rustic and smaller smaller than some of the other camps as well so they might sleep in platform tents or teepees um, they are all permanent structures there and cabins so um yes yeah, great great experience as well uh, we also have faith-based camps um, so again it might just be where the funding is coming from we do have camps who are faith-based but they don't actually teach the religion at all uh, but they will have funding from the local church or synagogue um, and we work with christian uh, christian camps and also um, jewish camps as well that we we work with too so when you select faith-based or special needs camps it goes, does give you a little bit more of a questionnaire you can um, fill in a little bit more information about that a bit based on Uh, you know your background if you have any religion yourself if you have any experience working with special needs and those sort of things um, you know you can definitely uh, put that information in for the camps to see Um, and uh, the the special needs camps uh, amazing camp uh, to get involved with they are really rewarding. And as I said, you don't need any experience working with special needs camps before, and So they can put you through any training that you need at camp and make sure that you have all that support as well. Uh, they are the only type of camp that we might have adult campers there too. So with the, the special needs camps, they're just a way for the families to get a little bit of respite during the summer. So um, they know that the, the they can go to have that amazing summer camp experience, have all the facilities um, and equipment that they need to have um, involvement in all the activities um and then obviously have an amazing summer as well so really really great camps to work at and uh, it gives you a bit of an extra questionnaire to fill in when you select that camp uh we have not for profit camps so the largest organization that or most well i think that that we work with um for non profit camps is the YMCA they run a lot of different camps throughout the US and they're just about providing that experience to children who might not necessarily have the chance to do that normally so camp is quite an expensive experience for the kids to get involved with Uh, my camp is about two and a half thousand dollars per week per child for the kids to take part. So um, it's very expensive, especially if you have multiple children as well. So um, the not-for-profit camps just provides that um, amazing summer camp experience to children who might not get a chance to do that otherwise. So they might come from underprivileged backgrounds or inner city areas. um, And the funding comes from like things like the YMCA, the organizations like that, Uh, charities such as the Ronald McDonald Foundation uh, and companies like Walmart, they do fund some camps as well. So amazing facilities, just a shift of where the money comes from basically. Then we also have day camps. So they kind of do what they say on the tin. Um, They The kids will arrive in the morning, do activities before lunch, have their meal and then activities in the afternoon before going home. Uh, Some of the day camps that we work with are tailored for younger children. So they'll maybe go to a day camp to begin with, get them used to being at summer camp and away from home for a little bit of time. And then they will maybe go to an overnight uh, sleepaway camp in future as well. So uh, all amazing camps to get involved with. Um, and there'll be more details on that once you um, are in the profile and the application. So these are some of the different activities you can get involved with um, as it's just a bit of inspiration there. Um, There's so many different more photos we we could have put on the presentation but this just gives you a little bit of an oversight into what you can do at camp Uh, you know from target sports there like archery to um, yoga uh, there's climbing Water sports, you know, if you're a strong swimmer, they can often put you through lifeguard training as well. So that's definitely something you could pop onto the application um, and it's a huge range of things you can get involved with. Awesome. So why choose USA Summer Camp? Uh, We work with over 700 camps across the U.S., as we mentioned, Uh, we have a really, really close relationship with those camps uh, to make sure that you're having the best experience for the summer. Um, Also, we pay the highest salaries in the industry. So um, it's not necessarily something you will do for the money, but it's just good to know that you'll have that, um, you know, that higher salary uh, when you're uh, working at camp through the summer. You can save all that money and then travel on that as well. Uh, We 100% guarantee you a job too. So we'll have an initial uh, chat with you just to make sure that the dates work out and we can get you placed at a camp. um, And then we will guarantee that placement uh, once we accept you onto the the program. Uh, We also have flexible flight options. um, So if you want us to book travel or if you want to book it yourself, we can chat to you about that when we uh, speak to you. And also all food and accommodation is included. So um, when you um, are at camp, you haven't got to worry about any expenses. You can save all the money that you're earning and I definitely recommend traveling with it afterwards. Um, so yeah, you haven't got to worry about any expenses at camp. Another couple of things that we don't mention on this slide um, are we have a direct visa sponsor. So that might not make um, a huge amount of sense at the moment, but to work in the US, you'll be uh, obtaining a J-1 visa um, specific for working at summer camps Uh, to be able to do that you'll need a visa sponsorship um, and all of the paperwork that comes along with that as well and because we have a direct visa sponsor we actually produce all that paperwork um, and sponsor you uh, from our us office so we actually print that in the in the office get that over to us and then send that straight out to you Um, some other agencies and companies will use third-party visa sponsors and that can delay paperwork and things that you need for the visa so it just gives you that little bit extra peace of mind that you know, we can get that paperwork to you nice and quickly as well. Um, and also we do pride ourselves on customer service. So, you know, we, we've all been to camp ourselves, but between us, I think we've got over 50 years of experience working at summer camps in the office. Um, so there's always somebody who you can chat to, um, about the experience and their time at camp. Um, and we're, we help you through the whole application. So every step of the way we'll guide you, um, uh, including the visa process, you know, we help you with that, that uh, application process as well, um, and sponsor that visa for you too. Great, so these are our different packages. Um, I did want to say to begin with we do have an exclusive £50 off for students at the moment as well. Um, So both of these prices include the discount that we've um, deducted there for you. So if you have flights included it's £599 Um, and then the flights excluded package is £349 after the discount. Um, We do break everything down for you as well so you haven't got to pay this all up front. Uh, We will break it into instalments for you. We'll put a payment plan in place so we can um, you know make it a monthly installment things for you as well um, and then both of these packages that includes obviously finding your summer camp job the flexibility of the flight options there we also pay the highest camp salaries too as i mentioned on the previous slide and all food and accommodation is provided uh free medical insurance now this is something that um people don't normally think about when you head out to the us they have a private healthcare system out there um so they don't have the nhs or um you know um state-run uh, you know, healthcare service like we do so um, when you go out there um, you know that you're covered medically for anything that goes goes on at camp. Um, one of my colleagues Luke uh, he actually went for a meal off camp one day on his time off and he unfortunately did get food poisoning and he had to go to hospital and spend a night there. Um, thankfully nothing serious he just had a few IV trips um, and then went home or went back to camp the next day. Uh, when he left the hospital, he was provided with a bill for four and a half thousand dollars, uh, which he was absolutely shocked about. I'm sure you can imagine that's quite a big amount just for one night in the uh, the hospital and uh, three IV drips. It's, it's a huge amount of money for that. Uh, but thankfully, because he had his medical insurance included, uh, he didn't have to worry about that. It was all covered. So it's just peace of mind for yourself and also for any of your family members to know you're covered medically when you're at camp. Um, as we mentioned, there we are. Uh, we have J1 Visa sponsorship and support included in that as well. We have twenty four hour support when you're in the US, so night or day. Um, obviously, your camp is there to support you, but if you need to contact us, we have a, an office open twenty four seven. And also, a big selling point of this is that you get to travel for up to thirty days once you finish camp. So, uh, a great way to explore the US and see as many states as you want, um, and uh, you know, see different people that you've met at camp and travel, maybe see family and friends that you might have over there uh, before you need to come back as well. So an amazing opportunity to explore uh, once you finish at camp as well. Great. So um, starting your application, it's really easy. Um, I will just share a link in the um, chat box there as well. So um, when you click on that link, it'll just ask you to pop your details in. Um, there's no commitments to that as well. You know, it's just about it's just for us to see if you wanted some more information. We can set up a call with you. Um, and do be sure to say that you've come from this presentation so we can get that um, you know, £50 discount added to your profile as well. Um, and it says there your first interview. Uh, it's not really like an interview, it's basically for us to have a chat to you on the phone, make sure we can get. You out to camp and the dates work with um with the, your university dates and things um, and then once we know we can get you placed we will secure your place on the program with a uh, 49 pound uh, fee uh, which gets the ball roller we can get your profile out to camps so then nice and quickly um and get your flights and everything sorted as well so uh, it's a very easy process the website will break everything down for you you know it does um, a, a easy to do list to follow so once you um you know, log into your account it'll break everything step by step for you when you put your details in there, it gives you an option as well to book in for that phone call, uh, so we can, you know, give uh, give more information to you then once we chat to you on the phone on an individual basis. Uh, great. So a little bit about travel next. Um, the U.S. is very easy to navigate to and from different places. So uh, I believe that photo is Chicago. I want to say it's Millennium Park. They've got a big um, theatre. Actually, that field, that that is where I actually met some friends after camp. We didn't actually plan on meeting um, after camp, but um, I recognised somebody across the field um, and I was like, Lewis, is that you? And he turned around and it was a group of people from my same camp and we just happened to be in Chicago on the same day in the same park. Uh, which was insane but um, yeah it's a great great city I love Chicago Uh, when I was in camp I was based in Minnesota so that was where my my camp was was uh, situated Um, after that then I traveled to eight different states um, and I did everything from uh, bus to trains flights Uh, my friends were dropping me to and from airports so it's very easy to get to and from different places because the U.S. is such a big country they have very well connected um, sort of airports and flights so you know you can get At the moment um, cross-country flights for like 40-50 dollars and they're very easy and very quick to get to and from different places you know two or three hours you can be um, the opposite end of the country which is amazing Um, I actually didn't pay for a single hotel (laughs) during my travel I did a whole 30 days I made loads of friends at camp didn't really plan much of my travel before I went out there Um, I knew I was going to do the whole 30 days I knew I was heading back from the east coast but apart from that it was all open uh, really glad I did that, to be honest, uh, because you know you'll make you'll make great friends at camp. Uh, people will be travelling, you know, other people who are internationals, or even you know staff from the US. They do a bit of travel after camp as well. Um, and because I was staying with my friends that I'd made there, didn't pay for a single hotel. And also, when I was visiting all those different areas, I could see those places from like a local's perspective. So um, you know, I went to New York City was one of the places. I was actually staying in Connecticut. Um, it's about a half an hour train into Manhattan every morning. I was arriving into Grand Central, which was incredible. I just felt like a local, like I was just going to work in the city, which was great. Uh, explore the city in a day and then head back. But because they lived there, they could sort of tell me things that I could um, get involved with that I wouldn't have known as a tourist. So it was, yeah, really, really great way to see different cities and places from a local's perspective. And you get to still see all of those touristy sort of places that you wanted to to do as well. Um, another great thing is that because you're already in the US, it's very easy just to pop down to somewhere that you might not necessarily travel. Um, you know, transatlantic flight. Just to go to maybe washington d c for example for a couple of days, um, so when I was over there, I actually went to d c for for a couple of days to sort of finish my travels off and because uh, you're already there, it's just very easy to to pop down, which is great um uh, there's lots of different options too so when you're traveling you know you could travel with a group of friends there's different um, travel companies that you can book tours with if you wanted to do specific guided um Trips. Uh, a couple of different companies there. You've got like Trek America, uh, a little bit more rustic. You might be doing um, hostel stays or camping. Uh, there's Contiki which is um, a company that do a bit more like a bit larger groups really and then they do like hotel stays and things like that um, but yeah lots of different options you've got um, as I said everything from camping to hostels uh, where you can share accommodation hotels are a little bit more expensive but if you are traveling with friends you can definitely split the cost of that as well and, um, and yeah it's a great way to explore the US i did eight different states my first year um, as I said, lots of different ways to get to and from different places and, um, very easy to, to do that as well. So, um, I love everything from like the national parks. I like cities. Um, uh, as I mentioned, if you enjoy uh, New York or big cities, I definitely would recommend Chicago as well. Um, and also, um, you know, lakes, mountains, whatever you want to do the US has that to offer. So lots of different options as well. Cool, so um, just a slide on COVID-19, some questions that we frequently get, Um, I'd love to sort of cover those now for you. So um, the camps have made a lot of preparations, so they have been spending the last sort of 12 months uh, preparing for summer um so make sure that they can open safely in 2021 um, and you know provide that summer camp experience to staff and campers alike uh, in a safe environment so um some things that they are looking at are um, different sort of bubbles at camp they they usually have quite a lot of um, lands so they're quite a big big areas camps uh, they are a little bit more on the rural side so they're like away from big cities and um, you know high populations which definitely helps um, and then at my camp we had like junior camp into immediate camp and senior camp. Um, and like on any normal year as well, we'd all be living in different um, areas of camp, having different dining halls and those sort of things. So creating bubbles between staff and campers is something that they are looking at. Um, and also sort of regular testing and things throughout the summer too. Uh, we actually had some camps run in 2020 as well. So we had our US passport holders able to enter the US and um, head of camps to work for the season. And they had no cases of COVID through the summer. So that was really encouraging as well. Uh, with the preparations that they made last year Um, and then again that's just strengthened again for this year um, on things that they can improve on and make it a great summer. Um, So we also have the vaccination rollout in both countries, Uh, now that Joe Biden is in office as well that's a great help, Uh, they are prioritising the rollout of the vaccines, I think they've got a really ambitious plan of like four months to get everybody offered the vaccination which is incredible um, and then obviously same over here. We are um, issuing the vaccinations out a few different vaccine types in each country. Uh, and also the good news on the, the Oxford vaccine recently has been studied now since it's been administered. And it actually does spread, uh, stop the spread of the virus as well. So um, the vaccination isn't something that is required before you go to camp. But, you know, if you have the opportunity to do that, I definitely would recommend you know getting that um, yeah as soon as you can. Um, And then also the uh, visa, so we've had confirmation from the U.S. Department of State, they are opening the U.S. embassies um, in Belfast and the consulates in um, London as well. For um, issuing visas from February. Um, so, we normally wouldn't get that information until the end of January, start of February anyway, in any normal year. So, we are expecting appointments to be available in the coming months. Uh, as soon as we have any more information on that, we'll let you know. But we are in touch with the US Department of State on a weekly basis to get any updates and provide that to you straight away. Uh, and then also the flights. Um, so, when you are entering the US, you will be going on a J1 visa. So, that is a specific uh, work visa. Um, obviously, it's, it's classed as uh, essential travel. Uh, for work purposes uh, so it is different to enter in the US just for like a vacation or holiday um, and then also at the moment there is a negative COVID test required within um, 72 hours of flying out to the US um, that again might be something that is required by the uh, by the summer uh, but again we're going to keep monitoring that week on week and um, and let you know any updates that are provided to but um, everything's looking good for for the season and uh, lots of preparations have been made to make it as safe as possible which is fab. Great. So um, we have our social media accounts. We are Camp on Instagram, Facebook and uh, Twitter. So if you wanted to reach out to us on there or give us a follow, that would be great. Uh, We have lots of photos on there from our own summers. Uh, We sent over 40,000 people out to camp as well. So uh, there's loads of photos from camp and travel uh, to inspire you on what you can do through the summer, uh, as well as traveling afterwards too. So if you wanted to have a look at that, that'd be fantastic. Uh, and do be sure to mention that you've come from this presentation too, so we can get that 50 pound discount added to your profile. Um, and I will just share that link again, if you wanted to pop your details in. Uh, as I mentioned, there's no commitment to that, you know, if you wanted to just pop your detail um, you in, into the, the profile, we can give you a call and, and chat to you a little bit more detail, but um, that's, yeah, we can, we can always answer any questions throughout the, the profile as well
0: Glenn thank you very much for sharing uh, the information on the opportunity Mm -hmm. it's very clear that you're very sort of passionate and you've had a fantastic experience on it yourself there's a a few questions just Mm -hmm. some of them you have answered by providing links yes there's two once come in there now. So mm-hmm. Sassy has asked, uh, can you provide a bit? Can you let us know about the dates? So sure, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So when you uh, create a profile, you'll put in your availability. So um, you'll be able to put in there like your earliest date that you can head out, and then the the latest date you can be at camp. Uh, and the camps can work with that availability as well. So they all have slightly different dates where they they run through the summer, uh, but they can work with uh, your availability as long as you're free between the twen- uh, between the first of May and the twentieth of June. So anytime in that time frame to head out to camp um, you know, for, for starting your contract then. Um twentieth of June is the latest date we can send you out, but obviously if you are available earlier than that, uh, it just opens you up to the potential of more camps that you could be placed at. So um yeah, but anywhere from 1st of May to 20th of June, that's when you'll be um heading out to camp. And your contract is normally between nine and twelve weeks. And then you've got about you know up to that month to to travel afterwards as well. You don't have to that whole thirty days. You know, it's totally flexible. You can spend um, a couple of days, you can do a week, you can do the whole 30 days, whatever you want to do um, and then head back as well.
0: Okay, I'd mean, I, I imagine mm-hmm. most of the students will have sort of exams or assignments in May, yes. in like semester mm-hmm. dates, but if any students have any queries in regards to their sort of semester exam dates just check with your school please. Yeah, uh, There's a question from Maria, mm-hmm. uh, if it is cancelled because of Covid do you get refunded?
1: Great question. So with the, if, you know, that is the, that would be the absolute worst case scenario that um, like we've got, I just went over some of the things with COVID on the, um, the the previous slide there. So everything is prepared for, you know, for the summer to go ahead with the visa resuming the flights and um, and also the placements, the camps are hiring actually every day, which is great. Uh, they've made loads of preparations. Um, if anything was to impact the summer, um, what we would do is we'd look to roll over placements to the next season, so 2022. So um, that would be the, the sort of the process that we would go to if it came to that Obviously, that is the worst case scenario but um, any funds that you've paid um, if you are placed already at a camp a lot of the camps will just roll those contracts over um, so we can get you to, to camp in 2022 but again worst case scenario and everything is um, in place for the, the summer for this year which is good okay, cool. uh,
0: okay there's a question from Mohammed um, sure how much, how much is the package and how much could we earn
1: yeah, definitely. So the, the, the figures that we have, um, for the, the, the amount that you would earn through the summer, that is, um, uh, for the initial like nine week period. So if you work longer at camp, you get paid extra per, per week from the camp, but that is outlined before you, um, you know, go to, to the US and before you have your contract and everything. So, um, uh, for the initial nine week period, if you had the, um, the flights um, that you booked yourself, um, that package is £349 after discount. Um, so that includes everything that we mentioned in the, um, the the previous slides, and you would just book your travel to and from the US. Um, on that package, depending on your age bracket as well, you would earn um, a minimum of between one thousand six hundred dollars and one thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars that's that would be your starting salary for that nine week period um, and then again if it was a longer contract as well you would work um, you'd have a, a higher salary so my camp contract was 14 weeks my first year uh, that was totally my choice to go early help set up camp uh, a month before the kids arrived and um, and then I yeah had a Basically, a higher salary then because of that. It also depends on a couple of different factors, like your. Um, sometimes we have advanced levels in different skills. If you have any qualifications, um, and also your age bracket as well. So, um, once we speak to you on the phone, there we can let you know um, the you know the minimums that you would be getting at camp as well.
0: Cool. Thanks, Sam. There's no one just how many, how many counselors <laughs> would there be in each camp?
1: Oh, good question. Uh, so. It does vary. Uh, So with the the different sizes of camps, we do have smaller camps that are maybe between 20 and 30 staff. Uh, They do obviously have a lesser amount of children based on the amount of staff that they have, but they do range from maybe 20 to 30 staff. Uh, they might have like a hundred campers at that sort of camp throughout the summer and then our largest camp has between five and six hundred staff and um, thousands of campers so they do vary quite a lot but obviously the the um, staff to children ratio is all uh, taken into account there as well so my camp uh, we actually had a boys camp and a girls camp we had across the lake from each other um, a traditional camp that i worked at and we had about 100 staff at each camp so that includes everybody including the administration the groundskeeping and maintenance, kitchen staff, and all of the counsellors and specialists. So, um, yeah, mine was kind of like middle ground (laughs) uh, for the the camp sizes.
0: And is there a good mix of counsellors from different parts of the world that you...?
1: Yeah, definitely. yeah 100 percent. i we actually started off um, all at one camp too so because the the camp set up basically minnesota is so cold <laughs> um, we actually put all of our computers and our printers in the fridge during the winter months um, the lake freezes over so we actually put the docks in as well before the kids arrive and that's where i was there an extra month beforehand to help set up um, so yeah we actually have everybody at one camp to begin with before we split into the two different groups and um, yeah i've got friends from all over the place uh, new zealand australia south africa um even south america all over the us uh, yeah basically everywhere it's fab <laughs> so anywhere i kind of visit and travel to uh, there's normally someone nearby i can go and visit which is fab very good
0: this is great and another question uh, What what is the dress code
1: Oh, good question. I don't know if I've had that one before. Uh,
0: so summer camp is normally really casual.
1: Um, like it's just for comfort to make sure that you are um, dressed appropriately for the activities that you're doing. So, uh, you know, for climbing, for example, that was just like closed toed shoes um, to make sure that you were um, you're all good for, for the activities themselves um, similar sort of thing with the like horse riding there'll be like boots and things that they'll be provided to the children and also the staff with you traveling internationally as well if there's any sort of like specialist sports equipment and things that they um, would need for activities they they know that you're traveling internationally so you wouldn't necessarily have to bring that with you but um, obviously there's a, a packing list that will be provided um, we've got one on our website but also there's uh, likely to be one from the camp as well um, we had just casual clothes really throughout the summer I, I literally took shorts and t-shirts and made sure I was as comfortable as possible I wore trainers a lot of the time at my activities because I was doing the ropes courses um crocs are very popular at camp <laughs> I don't personally own them but I would opt for flip-flops um and then we just had um a uniform that we'd wear on the arrival day so when the parents were going to be there dropping the children off we just wear like um, khaki coloured um, sort of tan coloured shorts, um, smarter shoes and then we'd just wear like a, a polo shirt that the camp provided with the logo on but that was the only like um, uh, sort of uniform that we wore through the summer just for the arrival days. Okay.
0: Thank you cool. much. So there's another question from Niall, um, yeah. is there a similar schedule at the weekend for doing activities for the children or is this a break for the staff usually?
1: Um, Yeah, good question. So it depends on the the camp itself. They do uh, vary on how they operate. Um, Majority of the camps will be uh, running like seven days a week, but they'll normally have a split, um, like a staff group A and B um so like my camp we ran like seven days a week basically uh the kids would go there from anywhere between five days for younger campers um up until eight weeks some of the kids would stay there for the whole period of time um they can't get enough of camp <laughs> which is great um uh, but uh yeah so, so when you're at camp as well you'll have uh, time off normally you'll get a day off per week um, you know that where you can go and explore the local area um, and see different areas different sort of um, places around where your camp is based uh, so my camp is obviously Minnesota there's quite a lot of different lakes there there's Lake Superior um, and the the border with Canada a couple of hours drive away so when I had a day off uh, we'd normally go with friends in the in the car and sort of head to to that area um, to see more the the great lakes and things like that but um, yeah normally it's a day a week plus when you're on camp too there's normally like on duty off duty schedules so throughout the day there'll be some downtime that you can go and uh, spend in the counselor room or um, just take a nap if you need to <laughs> i mastered that <laughs> if i had a spare five minutes i'd definitely have like a five minute nap i, I can sleep anywhere now <laughs> okay.
0: okay i'll just check to see if there's any more questions i think that's that's all the questions we have at the minute the, the students have any further questions? Can they mm-hmm. reach out to?
1: Yeah, definitely. No problem. Uh, I could put what I'll do is I'll put uh, an email address there. So that's admin at USA summer camp. Um, so that is our email address. If you wanted to pop your details into that link as well that I popped in there, uh, we can set up a chat with you and uh, see if you have any other questions. But um, I always think of questions after I go to any presentations and things like that. <laughs> always the case. Uh, so yeah, if you think of anything later, just reach out to us on our social medias um, or book in a call. We'll be uh, happy to answer anything else that comes up as well. Excellent. Amazing.
0: Um, Glenn, I just want to take the opportunity to say thank you very much for no sharing problem. this information with us. Thanks for having me. On sort of what has changed since you, you spoke with us last in 2020, but yeah. um, I'd say guys, if there's any questions, please, please feel free to reach out to that email address I'm sure the guys at the US Summit will come back to you as quickly as possible.
1: Fantastic. Uh, Glenn,
0: thanks very much for your time today. No problem. Thank really you.
1: Do. Thanks, everybody.
0: You've been listening to a podcast from the careers, employability and skills team at Queen's, music by Ben Sound. To access career support at Queen's, please visit our website, go.qub.ac.uk forward slash careers or follow at QUB careers on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.